It's three days into the month of May and it won't be out of place if I say a happy new month to you out there and I want to use this medium to say thank you to all our listeners across the globe. My name is William Spritz Chibiki and this is Coco Hubs. Yes, last month was all about my solo episodes. I did the Charity Begins at Home, the irony of show off. I also did it costs nothing to be nice to people. And then the last was my NYSE diary, the episode 3. Um, but it's a new month and we are back with the roundtable discussion. Yes, we are back. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the resurgent immoral act of kids. Now, this episode was born out of the trending video of two kids. The girl was 10 and the boy was um, 13, thereabout. You know, it, 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 it was um, a kind of an eyesore from the school authority. We are two kids, we are doing something adults are supposed to be doing. And more so, it happened under the noses of the school authority when they went for a vacation in Dubai. That story was trending all over social media. It was last week. It was trending all over social media. In fact, the video was on our faces. The story was on our faces. And this takes me to what someone said about social media. And sometimes if you don't go along with what the trend is going with, you might be lagging behind. So it's more like creating a balance between following this trend and not following this trend, but still being updated with what is what your audience wants to hear. Yes, social media is a trend setter. Now, you know, it all boils down to if you want to follow this trend or you want to ignore it. But whichever ways, information will surely be dispersed across the universe. Like I said, this is going to be a roundtable discussion and I have five speakers with me on this large table. Seated on my right hand side is Mrs. Mary Ereme. Mrs. Mary is a computer scientist. She's a data analyst for PhED, a content creator and a mother. So yeah, we have a mother on today's show. On my left hand side is Shadrach Magana. Shadrach is an entrepreneur, he is a teacher and a computer enthusiast. And on my far left, close to Shadrach, is Joy Aduke. Joy is an information technologist, she's into social ventures, education and the tech industry. So yeah, Joy is women in tech. <laughs> My right hand side close to Mrs. Mary is um, Miriam, a former Wachuku. Miriam is a content developer and a writer. She's a social media and community manager and a pharmaceutical technologist. 
And the last but not the least, seated directly opposite me is Dami West. We all know Dami West is a manager of one of the prestigious secondary schools in Nigeria. Dami West is a music minister. And Dami West is also a father. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, having introduced our speakers, we can delve our teeth into today's action. We can go on with today's show. And I, I want to take our minds back to what happened at Christland International School, where the students went for vacation in Dubai. And the two kids of 10 and 13 age respectively, we are caught doing something that married people are supposed to be doing. It's even worse that it was recorded. That means there was a third kid or there was a fourth child inside that room recording the action. And the, you know how social media works. The video went viral. Yes, the video went viral, but at some point it was... Uh, people were asked to take it down because it's um, child porn. So, but but I, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to place my head. I'm trying to ask. I'm trying to look at the perspective of what really happened. I, I'm trying to ask this question of um, how how did we get here? You know, how did this generation of kids turn out like this? Because it, it's surprising that you, you look at these things and you're like, when I was young, we we, we never had this. Um, thought in our head. We never had this kind of action in our mind. Yes, we were innocent. You know, children, we are very innocent. As in, you look at these kids and say, oh, they have a pure heart. They have um, an innocent mind. But these days, you, you cannot say that of any child you see on the road. You look at these children and you're like, oh, they are too smart for themselves. They, they know more for their age. Again, I want to ask, how did we get here and what actually went wrong? I think I'm going to direct this question to Mrs. Mary because um, she's a mother of two kids and she has more experience than all of us seated down here. So Mrs. Mary, how did we get here and what actually went wrong? Okay. Um, so me, so many persons has been saying is the use of communication device like social media and all the rest but for me i would say it is necessary for teens to have mobile phones so that parents can at least keep track of their whereabouts however the use of these devices can turn into addiction and affect your kids lifestyle and attitude and it can also open doors for strangers who may want to take advantage of your naive child or teenager whichever one and which can be very dangerous. But not giving your teenager a phone also can lead to so many bad attitudes like stealing and the rest. So to me, I think that social media is not really, like the way other people are saying, it's not really a bad idea. I think it's from the parents, from the parents. If you put eyes on your kids and know what they are doing, monitor them from time to time if they go wrong you warn them and the rest i, I think it will curb this uh, bad attitude we are seeing now but for people saying it's social media is totally wrong i don't think it's social media what went wrong was yes. one communication child and parent communication most parents they don't have time for their children 
some of them are busy push, uh, chasing their careers and the rest. They don't communicate with their kids at least to know what is happening with their kids. That is number one. The whole thing is, let me just say, is turning back to parents. I think it's from parents because now um, modern parents these days, they feel like the only thing they want to do is chase career, chase money and the rest, and they forget about their kids and the rest. I think it's communication. And number two, I think is emotional reasons, like not being able to cope or describe their feelings. There are some kids that they really don't know how to describe and tell someone about how they feel or something. You understand? Not being able to express yourself, not being able to express your feeling about uh, about something or the rest. And number two, number three is environmental. Your environment also environment can also influence children where they live, who their friends are, who they communicate with. These are things that parents should monitor. But parents, they don't do it these days. The environment where your kids go to, the school environment, you should also monitor the school environment. At least from time to time, you visit your kids in school and know how and know what is happening in that environment. Even the environment where you live can also influence your children. If the environment is not good enough for your child, relocate. I see so many parents sending their children out of that environment where they live because they feel like that environment is not okay for the child. They push the child away from that environment. Environment can also influence. <laughs> if I can see you raising your hand, I'm, I'm going to come to you, but I, I want to point out a um, few things from what Mrs. Mary said. And um, she said something about um, parents losing focus or parents not actually focused on their kids. I, I, I want to take our minds back. I think I did an episode concerning parental focus. Uh, and that should be my last episode on Parental Guide. I said something that parents have lost focus. You know, because I, I, I happen to look at what's happening around and then I compare what happened then, why we were growing up and now. You know, it, it's, it's just as if there's this grip parents had on us while we were growing up. But now the grip has loosened. That means that focus is no longer there. The attention has been diverted to other things. And then you begin to ask yourself, why and how? So I don't really know. If for my, it seems you don't really, or you don't totally agree with um, what Mrs. Mary said. Maybe you have something different to tell us. Just um, say, let's hear. Um, okay, so um, thank you very much for the opportunity. Now, so why Miss Mary, or I don't know if she's Mrs. or Miss, Mary is Mrs. Um, Mrs. Mary is speaking based on maybe an experience she's had or something that she's maybe not her personal experience experiences of other people, but I don't think it's the parents because I I'm not going to say I don't have children. I'm I I'm still my parents' child. Like I'm still a baby in the house, so. I cannot categorically say that the bad mistakes or the bad habits I developed while growing up was because of my parents. Sometimes the parents do all they can. I can say my mom, there were times when she practically monitored my movement. You know, she she looked at what I 
I wore. She 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 was always like, you, you're not sitting down where you're not doing these. You know, going to school. My mommy was there. She was around. But there were habits I picked up that we are not anything close to what my mom would have wanted me to do. And the funny thing is, I knew they were wrong. I knew that I was doing something wrong. I knew that if my mom finds out I'm doing this thing, she's going to kill me. But then I was doing it. So I cannot say my I cannot see parents. I cannot totally blame the parents for the misdeeds of the children. Okay. So like I said earlier that I will not blame the parents for the act. I think that it has more to do with um the 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 trends, the advancement of technology. Now, there are movies, there's some movies that if you watch them now, you find out that there's some things that are now becoming very normal, like that things that don't feel like they are wrong anymore. So it's more like the society is accepting unusual things to be normal. Now, this is beyond the parents. This is beyond the teachers. This is beyond the religion. The society has accepted it. And the society teaches the children first. So it doesn't matter what your parents tell you in the house. When you go outside and this thing is normal, you're going to take it. You're going to embrace it. You're going to embrace it. So I think it's, it's basically the society. Right. The trends. You know, the, the societal acceptance. And you begin to look at all of these things and you begin to ask, and you ask yourself, um, how and why? Why is it happening now? Why now? You, you know, you, you look at the kind of things we accept as a society and you begin to ask yourself, why now? Why wasn't it there before? What's changed? Like, what really changed? You know, that's going to take me to this question. I'm going to ask Joy this question. I'm going to ask her, um, who is the fall guy? You know, you look at the whole of those things happening and then you need to ask, who? is the fog who, who is responsible who do we hold responsible for all of this joy who do we hold responsible so who's to blame uh i want to say i want to say this i feel like there is nothing hidden under the sun and i feel like everything that is happening now seems as if you know it's happening because you know it's worse because we have more access to information these things have been happening for years um, when we're growing up, we know one silly child in our class, I was our classmate, that the parents were not cautioning, and you know, just not to be that person's friend. Or, you know, you even in secondary school, you say, ah, this person don't spoil, you know. It starts from somewhere. Do you understand? It starts from somewhere. Children are intelligent. No matter how innocent you think they are, they know what is right and what is wrong in like implicitly they know so um what it is is that the 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 instructions you give to them the do's and don'ts you give to them is supposed to shape them and guide them to be able to make decisions for themselves when they are left alone but then again they act interact with other children and those children could have uh three-handed parents or high-handed parents you know that also affect their own choices and all that so the environment is there um what else it is again um let, let us say that so what what is the cause of everything 
human nature is the cause. Once you are giving free hand, you know, I mean, look at the, the case study we are dealing with. These people went for an international competition sponsored by the school, and they thought for some reason, even though that the school was supposed to have like a parent garden and, you know, chaperoning them, they thought they were free. So it's the human nature for you to just want to do rubbish, quote unquote, when nobody's watching and you feel like there is no repercussion. You get what I'm saying? So, so um, first of all, my points are this. First of all, children know a lot of things. Even you, when you were, let me say young, there are some things you know that you think that your parents think you didn't know, but you knew them. And now children have more audacity, have more, more boldness. So they, they are willing to try out many things. Um, we also have to look at, you know, what what is the what is what is the background of the home like? Because the home and the family is the smallest unit of the society. So the, the, the society is a reflection of what is going on in the home, what is going on in individual homes. You know, what is the value system? What is what is the thing that people are, are taking as their, some people take money. Some people take enjoyment. Some people, you see a lot of children with double piercing on their ears. And you're wondering, when did they pierce, when did they start piercing children, double piercing on their ears, especially for the girl children? And you wonder, and you want to talk to the parents as a teacher or something, or a concerned adult. You know, they say, you know, you're old school, or leave me, it's my child, you didn't suffer with me, and all those kind of things. So there are a lot of things, and you cannot say it is black and white. They are all mixed together. There are a lot of factors. Can you hear me? There are a lot of factors that... Yes, yes. Yeah, there are a lot of factors that influence it. So the cost is actually very, um, very, very... You cannot... It's like, a, it's like an entangled thread that you cannot pick apart, right? Um, um, for, for me, what I think is... I feel like parents are no longer all that present in the lives of their children anymore. Because one, you have to hustle. You have to go out there. The mother and the father provide for the children. The economy is hard. They leave these children in the hands of either care, um, um, caretakers or uncles and aunties or, or some housekeeper, right? That doesn't even have, uh, you know, that is not, will I say, qualified to even take care or look after these children. Now, these children are either giving power over those people and say, if they beat you, come and report to daddy, or they are told that, or, or, or then or those people have so much power exerted on, on these kids that they are even sexually harassed or sexually abused. Do you get where I'm coming from? So there are a lot of things. And I want to say this, especially when I saw that, that, uh, that video, I saw it and I was, I was upset. That girl did not, that girl, Children that behave like that, I feel, I strongly feel they've been sexually abused. So you have to look at who are the adults around them. You know, it boils down to the older people in the society. If we can come together and say, this color is black and it is black. And anybody that comes to say it is green, that person is a lie and we, we will not accept that. Maybe we'll move forward uh, uh, in terms of raising the future of, 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 of the family that's the kids so there, there are a lot of things but these are my these are my opinions generally thank you that's right freedom <laughs> you know I, I, I yes yeah I think I quite agree with you joy freedom 
Again, freedom. It, it all boils down to what? Focus. Now, our parents have given us um, this freedom. You know, there, there are things children do and our parents have given them the, the leeway to do. And it all started from the phone, mobile phones. Yes, it is nice. It is, you know, you agree with me. It is good for the, the, our kids to have phones. But I don't know if our parents actually know what's going on inside the phone. So that's the freedom. While we are growing up, we don't have that freedom to use the mobile phone. In fact, when you want to touch the TV, it's like, hey, don't go there. When you want to put on the DVD, hey, don't touch it. But now you see children pressing these and pressing that. That's one of the freedom. That's another aspect. It's not totally bad, but it's an aspect. Now, another freedom is they going into the fridge to take whatever they want. You know, when you start giving your kids this little, little freedom, I'm not saying it's bad. But when you start giving them this little, little freedom, then they will have to take an arm. You know, when you say you shake someone and then they want an arm, how do they put it? Is it an arm slit or something like that? When you give someone a handshake, then they want an arm, something like that. So from this little, little handshake, they want to go an extra length to other things. That is it. To touching your makeup when you're not there, to using your perfume, your, your, your cosmetics when you're not there, to, you know, all of these things. And then doing things when you are not there, you have given them the freedom. Joy is absolutely right. It starts from freedom. And she also said something, I'm going to also highlight on that. Collective parenting is lacking. True. Dami West, jo Mary, Ifoma, Shadrach, you all can agree with me that parenting, uh, what I mean, and collective parenting is what? Is missing. In short, is now lacking. You know, we, we all remember when we are growing up, you do something and someone who is not your parent will reprimand you. The person will even um, shout at you. If it means beating you, they will just give you a beat. But now, why is it that there is no longer co um, collective parenting? Joy made mention of something. Our parents have become too arrogant. Now, how, why, why do I say arrogant? L let me take our minds back to something she also said. She said, um, parents now go to schools and then shout at teachers who beat their kids for doing something wrong. You know, you hear something like, don't touch my kid again. You don't want, you're not the one that gave birth to her or something like that. Yes, you can also say teachers are going to the extreme. You know, you, you, there are also trends where you see pictures of children being handled by teachers. I'm not saying um, those teachers are right. When you, you go to school and your, your ki when your kids go to school and they come back with heavy wounds or heavy um, something like that, or big, um, when they come back to complain of big punishment, you can go to, it's your right as a parent to go to the school to ask how manage what happened. Fine. Now, that is if you have seen them with big wounds or something like that, things you're not comfortable with. But it is not when your child is being shouted at and then you go to the school and you start shouting at the teacher in the presence of your child. Now, what do you think will happen? That will give your child a kind of a leeway, a freedom to do whatever she wants. She is the truth. So, do you expect that teacher whom you shouted at to correct your child when she's going wrong or when he's going wrong? Answer me, it's not going to happen. The teacher will just turn the face to the other side and pretend as if he or she did not even see what your child is doing. Now, that is because you as a parent have come to the school to, to shout at him or her. Hey, my friend, you're not the one that gave birth to him. I pay school fees in this school. I can pay your salary. I can feed you. I can do, and that is you talking to the teacher as a parent. 
Now imagine what will happen when your child is doing something wrong. The teacher will not care. So Joy made valid points. She said collective parenting is no longer there. Now you are a parent. You have sent your child to school. Who is the parent of that child in school? It's now the teacher. So what, what, what this means is if your child is doing something wrong, it is the teacher, the duty of the teacher to correct and to instill another form of discipline. But I will not do that as a teacher because you have come to my school to shout at me and insult me and rain abuses on me because I try to correct your child. Some parents are like that. Do not shy away from it. Parents are like that. They don't want to hear that, oh, this my, my, my son was touched. My dear, they have to rip. That is why collective parenting is no longer there because of the way parents now behave. So this, take me, this takes me back to why we are growing up. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. While we are growing up, you, 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 you see us tend to comport ourselves in front of elders. That is because my parent is not there, yes, I know, but this, this uncle is here looking at me. In case I play with the sand and pour it on my head, in case I put the sand in my mouth, in case I play splash water on myself, something like that. I know that that uncle will say, hey, my friend, stop doing that. That is not my parent talking to me. It's an uncle that lives in my compound or an uncle that is passing by. That is collective parenting. If you send your child to church, the children ministry, yes, the children teacher is the parent at that point in time. So, but if you keep um, going to shout at everybody because they try to correct your child, nobody will help you to train your child when you are not there. That is the aspect where collective parenting is lacking. Now, take your mind, just relate this to those two kids who were caught doing rubbish. Imagine that those kids were um, a kind of um, giving strict discipline by the teachers in school. But now you hear stories of uh, private schools, they always write a query to teachers who try to reprimand children because the parents pay big money, it's a big man's school, so you don't want the, 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 the children of the, uh, the parents to take their children out of the school, you need those people there. You are killing the image of the school. Now, okay, imagine what is happening to Christland schools now. The image of the school is, it's, 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 it's sour, it's bad. It has dented the image of the school. You know, you might be passing by and look at, oh, this is not the Christland school where this thing happened. Nah, the school is not worth it. And do you expect someone to take their child to that school? No, it will not happen. You know, I, 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 I was passing by one day, I was going to buy something from a pharmacy. And I saw a girl, you know, a little girl, she's about 7 to, to 12. She was just singing along one secular music and she was shaking her bum, shaking her bum bum, dancing. She was singing to the song word for word. And I was just looking at her, I was like, ah, now wow, children these days, I don't even know the song. In fact, I do not listen to secular music. So I was just wondering, when did she have this time to listen to this song and learn it word for word? I was just looking at her while I was gone, I was like, ah. Now, wow, and the way she was shaking up, you know, to the rhythm of the song, I said, no, it is finished, as in we are done for. This generation, we are done for. These are the things we are talking about. Collective parenting is no longer there. Joy, thank you for that point. That collective parenting is lacking. I also want to ask, because you look at all of these things and you see our kids behave somehow. They say, show me your friend, I will tell you who you are, and then the Birds of the same feather flock together. 
so I don't know if this is uh, if this is um, if I'm going to relate this or I'm going to drag this down to pressure peer pressure Dami West I don't know if you can tell us if the whole of these things we are seeing now experiencing now from kids is down to peer pressure okay this whole um, attitude of children immoral attitude immoral behavior immoral acts it's just um, not caused by one party i'm a parent and so i know what i'm saying me as a parent i don't beat my girl child i have never laid my hands on her and it does not mean that she won't do the right thing for me once you say to her daddy is coming that means coming whatever she is doing she knows it's wrong she put a stop to it and so parents have a role to play when it comes to the child's discipline and moral behavior by words by deeds so it has right to choose also so i will the society not the parent not teachers but the child growing up as the child your conscience already speaks to you doing the right thing doing the wrong thing and so when you are doing something that is wrong you know aptly this is wrong yet you are doing it sorry to say the bible to him wouldn't know what to do i refuse to do it it is counted unto him but it is happening live or it is happening in reality the society not teachers not peer group but the child himself that is the children you have the right to choose either good or bad just like adam and eve in the garden of eden it was placed before the of all the fruits in but this very one at the middle do not eat the children have gotten this information okay like if you said what she did some of the things she knew she grew up with she knew herself that the mother will accept her from do, uh, doing such yet she did them that's to let you know that it is not the peer group it is not just the society it is not you as a parent, but the child. I've had children. I grew up in the midst of people. The same training was given to me and those same persons. But I became better than a lot of them. Today, their parents can call me and say, come and speak to your younger ones. But we were given the same training. So what made them bad? Their choice. Their choice. So say to this as, 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 as a conclusion that not the society not the teachers not the parents not even peer group can spoil a child but the child himself spoils him or herself thank you <laughs> all right so so uh, yes i i i, 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 I 
<laughs> really this is this is new this 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 is new this is new this is new um i i think i i, I quite agree to what dami west says to an extent uh, what what i mean is um i'll take myself as an example i remember while i was in secondary school i had this friends i never knew they were smoking um but when i happened to know was when we went to a hangout and then i saw all of them smoking we were on the same table and then i saw all of them bringing out cigarettes to smoke and i was just looking at them i was like ah this one they smoke I was shocked, you know, and these, these are people like my friends, these are people I hang out with. So, and they were like trying to offer me cigarettes. I was like, no. Now that is because I am not, I was not pressured into doing all of those. It is my, like Dami West said, it is the choice of the child to spoil or not. It is your choice as a child, as, as a kid, if you want to get spoiled by someone or not. So I think I agree with him. But uh, another aspect, there are children who do not have a mind of their own. There are people who do not have a mind of their own. People who are fickle-minded that a little thing can just tweak their mentality. A little thing can just tweak their mind and they change it from good to bad or from bad to good. So I don't know. Those kids, how do they manage? I don't know if Shedrach, Shedrach was looking at me. I think Shedrach, Mr. Shedrach, I want to say something. I'm going to come to you. So I don't know if you agree with me that peer pressure actually play an, a huge role in all of these things we are saying. Mr. Shedrach, yeah. Yeah, oh, um, actually, I want to agree with the fact that there is peer pressure to this. Pressure from family and peer pressure, as you said earlier. Because, you see, some of these kids actually are somehow deceived by their friends and the people they work together with. You know, out of um, experience I want to share, when I was coming up, I have these friends, we relocated from one place to the other. And then these friends of mine uh, look up to me because I came from a very social developed area to a remote area. So they tend to see me as, as a stool pastor. And I was not having a girlfriend then, we were little some years ago. So, and there's this lady, they keep on telling me, ah, you claim you are social, you know how to speak good English. And why not just go chase this lady? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not interested. But after much pressure on me, I have to prove myself. To say, yeah, I know how to speak very well. And then I'm good. I'll go for the lady. So I decided to go so that they will see that. It didn't stop there. They kept on. So you know what you're doing. You know, things like that. But that was when I, I put a full stop to it. And I said, I can't do this. In less than a month or two, the lady began to tell people around that this guy don't even know what he's doing in this relationship. So and, and before I knew it, she got pregnant for somebody and she got married. So sometimes there, there, there's prayer pressure. You understand that you take decision not because you want to do it, but because you don't want to be laughed at. You don't want your friends to look down on you. So therefore you decide to just take decision to do such things and also from family some family are too strict some parents are, are too strict on their children i don't want to see you with this i don't want to see you with that they don't they don't have time to you know make the children understand the reason why they should not do such things so but then they mount pressure on them and tell them not to do this and that 
And at a slight opportunity where these parents are not around, you discover that that child will want to practice that thing his father or mother is asking him not to do. So I, I really want to say, honestly, pressure from family and from peer groups can also lead these kids or children into all this uh, immoral life. Right. <laughs> Talk, talking about strict parents, I just remembered something. You know, there is this, you know, there is this thing um, our parents normally keep. Uh, yes, let me use the television here. So they normally, I, I grew up when there was this television that um, they normally closed the 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 cupboard i don't know it's a television but it's in a box so it has this door or a kind of a, a closure you you close it with your two hands and when you want to watch tv you open it you know like our normal cupboard and wardrobe that's how it, that was how the television is it's black and white actually sometimes if you want to look at color if you want to take a look at um, colored pictures we use a uh, look at boost there's this waterproof that come with looks at boost we remove it and then we place uh, we paste it on on, on on the screen of the television so whatever picture that is coming out it's going to be you know colored yeah because that looks at the um, waterproof is uh, i think it's orange in color i can't remember now is either orange or is it talk i don't know those colors but it's somehow orange so yes so when our parents are going out they're like don't go close to this television don't touch it and i'm like you know you keep wondering why did, why would they say you should not touch it, something like that so i think that's where mr shedrack is coming from Parents do not tell you why you shouldn't go there. They don't tell you why you should not do this. You know, they just say, don't do this. Don't go there. So I, I don't know. I'm going to ask Mrs. Mary because she's a parent. She, she's a mother. So I want to ask her if strict parenting, it's, um, if, it's, um, if it's a thing, you know, I, I want to know how she relates with her child. I want to know how she relates with her kids. Is it in, in a strict manner? otherwise mrs mary okay like uh, I, I don't care i think i don't care she said children they are very observant they are master negotiators they can adapt by spotting any sign of parents so if you call a child and tell the child don't go there at least you should give reasons why the child shouldn't go there like sometimes me i will tell them if you watch this thing, you they will call you a bad boy. You don't watch this this uh, this uh, program. They say, ah, why would they call me a bad boy? I will try to give them since they are still tender. I will try to make them see it in another form why they shouldn't watch that particular program. So as a parent, if you are telling your child, don't do this. At least you should give reasons why they shouldn't do it. Then if they continue, if they do it, at least you should, for the first time, you should talk to them. Maybe if they've done, probably if they've done it like three times, that is when you should discipline a child. I don't encourage discipline at every mistake a child makes. So that's what I have to say about this. Thank you. I, I don't think I'm a fan of um, having to wait that long. You know, you want to, I want to reprimand my child. I'll have to wait one, two, and the third time before I can, you know. So uh, while you're waiting for the, the third time to come, they might go out of hand. So I, I'm not a fan of um, waiting for three times before you want to reprimand your child. You know, before I can discipline my child, I have to wait three times, like you've said, you know, especially with the way things are going now. I don't, you know, after the first time of grace, I think the second time you should just start 
do what you have to do to bring them back to reality because kids now they are very smart you know with what mrs mary is saying now i don't know if i can ask because i'm having this feeling parents have reduced the the intensity of discipline or there's no discipline at all if former true or yes yes so sometimes when I, when I go home and i see some things that my baby sister is doing and my younger ones are doing that normally then if i did those things or if i was the one doing those things or any any other of my younger ones around the same time then my mommy was going to beat us so badly but then my baby sister does it and it feels like she'll just say i will beat you i'll beat you and she doesn't beat the person so i'm like what's happening what is changing because i'm observing that my sister is doing so many things that sometimes i, I beat her like i i spank her i, I touch her because she's just doing things that are, are absurd they are not normal to me like those things are not something that we in the family the way we were we grew up were normal but then my mommy now doesn't say anything about it. i don't know i feel the discipline has reduced you know, this debate online, are you supposed to beat your child or not? To me, oh, I don't think is is something that should even be talked about. If your child is doing something wrong, punish the child. There were some things that I consciously never did because I remember the way my mommy beats me when I first did it. So I told myself I was never going to do something like that again. So imagine if those children are not disciplined how or imagine if my parents didn't discipline me then when i did those things maybe i would have grown up to find out that okay i got over with i got over that one so maybe i can always get right so i always say and i think discipline has to be inculcated it's still very much important mr shedrack do you also agree with you former that um discipline have reduced parents have reduced the the level at which they discipline their children yeah, talking um, about discipline. Yeah, I would say honestly, discipline has reduced to a very, very great uh, level. Because um, in those days, when a child is being discovered doing something wrong, you, you walk on the street, you see the child doing frog jump and doing other discipline, carrying a stone up, and so many other examples of discipline the parents give. So you see, even in school these days, they, they tell teachers, don't flog a child, don't do this. Rather, when a child does something wrong, they either keep him in the class, not to go for break and other things like that. So discipline has really reduced. And that is why the level of respect and the level of fear to commit things that are negative is no longer there. Because I know, after all, if I do this, like uh, one of our mommy said, they will just talk to me and then that will be all. And after that, I, I will, I'll continue with what I want to do. So you see, kids nowadays are not scared of doing things that are very bad. I remember when I was coming up, I I engaged in literally two, you know, things that are bad, like working with friends that are not really good. So my mom disciplined me a lot. She asked me to kneel down. She ensured she closed the door when nobody is close by and spanked me very well until I stopped that attitude. But the level at which some parents come very close and, and free with their children nowadays, 
some of these children take advantage of it and then do whatever they want and the parents just talk to them in a light way i don't want to hurt her feelings i don't want to hurt his feelings so that it doesn't go away from me doesn't go far from me so honestly discipline has really reduced and it's one of the reasons why some some children are misbehaving or doing some immoral attitudes okay i i I want to ask this question again I, i think i want to i'm going to rephrase it because i want to really know who is responsible so i'm going to ask this question again who is responsible for this resurgent immoral act and then this resurgent you know this trend of kids you had kids do this kids do this either ritualism or they have joined yahoo you know online fraud or one thing or the other you know you look at some social media platforms and then you see kids running some account and you're like ah how old is this person so i want to ask this question again who is responsible joy i i in my opinion it's the parents because you chose to bring somebody into this world you have to take you have to take responsibility for the welfare of that child you have to take responsibility for the actions of that child but then again it lies on the foundation that you have you know can you hear me so i was saying that as an as a parent that decides to have children you are responsible for that ch- for how that child turns out you are 100% responsible as long as you have you know you are you have your hands and legs complete and you you don't even like you don't have any major challenge that impedes you from from taking care of that child you are responsible for the outcome of that child when that child comes of age and they do and they take their own path of life that is maybe totally different from what you taught them that's different but as long as they are children you are responsible you're responsible for the people that they hang up around you ask them serious questions when they come back from school who is your friend who is your friend's mommy you know what did you learn in school today i hope you didn't take anybody's pencil or pen it starts from there because these behaviors or these habits compound do you understand So the way you 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 monitor them in love you know but be stern and be you know be 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 stern and 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 be um let's say be be final in your decisions because children can manipulate you they can manipulate you through cries they can manipulate you by saying oh my 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 friend's parents said in my class this is what they are doing you have to learn how to teach your children to be unique and love themselves as they are and not follow what is going on even around them to just be able to discern between what is good for them and what they shouldn't even be involved with in the first place so it is it is back to you because i mean if you look at the lifespan of a child it spends more time at home and the home is supposed to be where the parents have more authority over that child not the crutch not the school not the church it's you you know as a parent so in my opinion i'm not a parent you know but in my opinion the the moment i give birth to my child i know that i am i know that i am 100% responsible for that child the moral values of that child 
the physical uh, the physical well-being of that child the emotional well-being of that child you know rests on me so yeah to be fair it's it's it, it, it falls back to the parents the former who is responsible you've heard what joy said so who is responsible are we going to blame the parent the teacher or the society okay like i'll always say i've not blamed the parents once now there's this thing my pastor used to tell us um it's not like i'm bringing religion into it he used to say every child is your child if we're going to totally blame the parents what about those people that um those children that grew up with our parents that turned out being very good well behaved there was no parent factor or parent figure in their lives but they they had very good behaviors so what are we going to say about them so i'll always say i don't totally blame the parents because the parents have their role to play but then the society has its role okay in the morning your parents um um take care of you and sends you to school the people you meet in school they're not your parents sometimes most children spend more time with the people around them than they spend with their parents now not intentionally not because the parents don't want to spend time with the children but because okay this is what the situation the circumstance has made them the circumstance costs for them for the both of them for the both parties so you cannot totally blame the parents for something so like there's something mr dami said he said the the, the choice the children made the choice so at some point i might not totally agree with that because a five-year-old child does not have choice a six-year-old child cannot cannot take and um, cannot have a decision but then the parents are not to be totally blamed the parents are not to be totally blamed I have, I'm not a parent, but I have parents and I, and I cannot just, I cannot watch somebody accusing my parents for something that I did, that I know that my parents cannot have a hand in it, you know? <laughs> so that's it. I think it's more of the society. And one thing I would like to say is everyone should recognize that one person does not train a child. Any child on the road that is doing something wrong, because I've seen parents, I've seen parents of other children now watch another child doing something wrong and you don't say something to that child you just go home and tell your child see what that child is doing i don't want to see you around that child but then you don't know that one statement you have made to that child like why are you doing that don't do that again and maybe you talk to the parents of that child look at what i saw your child doing some people now decide okay it's not my business and you think advising your child is going to make it work no if you can talk to that child that is not your child that child can, you can reduce the harm that would have come to your own child if that child changes. So, I think the society and everyone has a role to play in it. Thank you. Mrs. Mary, who do we blame? The parent, the teacher, or the society? For me, I would say everybody is to be blamed. Parents, okay. teachers, and the government. Everybody is to be blamed. I think it's from the parent, from the parent, because before your child goes out of the house, before your child starts meeting with people, there are some things, there are some educations you are supposed to give to them before they go out. Okay, you, uh, you are supposed, if, let me just say, it's the parents, because 
if you communicate with your child before going out there's a lady that my neighbor was telling me that she sent her daughter for boarding school and she said the girl will come back home and she will tell her all manner of things that when she got to school some people were borrowing and bra some of the girls were borrowing bra some of the girls were borrowing pine but she didn't do it all the while she has been in school that is because of the training she got at home that even when she got to school other girls will be telling her are you a pastor's doctor why are you behaving like this that is because of the training she got at home if her mother didn't train her well when she gets to school she will misbehave so there are some things you talk to your children before they go out before they leave the house and it will remain in them so i think it's from the parents tammy west who do we blame let's get your own submission are we going to put the the blame on the parents or the teacher or the society at large the child is to be blamed whatever the society offer whatever parent offer whatever your peer group offer whatever the church say to you you have the right you have a conscience to choose what is right and what is wrong and you have the right to also choose what to do at the right time and what not to do at the wrong time. If Oma made mention of what will you say to the child that didn't grow under the care of parents? I went to school without my mom and dad. I chose to do the right thing and I came out graduate. Today, they are not saying my son is a graduate. I used myself as an example. If Oma said some things the mother will not like her do, she did. But at the point she stopped, Shadra gave such example to thank God for we, the speakers here, we're just using our lifestyle, saying the truth. The child has a, the major role to play, becoming a moral child, a good moral standard in the society. The child has the, the highest role to play because whatever you say to me, if I don't want to do it, I won't do it. If I want to do it, then I will do it. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. So I, I think Dami West is just on. I think Dami West is hell bent on blaming the child. He doesn't want to blame the parent. He doesn't want to blame the society. He doesn't even want to blame the teachers. So he is blaming the child. He is saying, "Children, it is your choice to choose what is right and what is wrong. And the best thing to choose is what is right." So I don't know, Shedrak, if you quite agree with Dami West. Well, um, you see. I still stand on the fact that the parents should be blamed because the teachers actually have some hours to the children but does not have that uh, maximum relationship as the parents will do with the child because what the teachers do in in in, in primary school some teachers are pleased to teach a subject once he taught he impact the knowledge he wants to transfer to the life of the child and need two morals, don't steal, don't do this, that's all. After that, the child is to learn majorly from the home. Where you find out that the, some parents don't even have time for, the, for their kids. Some go to work in the morning, come back in the night. And even before they come back, some of the children are falling asleep already. So you see, um, I see much of the work is on the, on most of the blame should be on the parents because these children are attached to them more than the teachers in some school the the, the, the 
children don't stay longer period in some school like they do at home with their parents so i just want to say that blame is on the parents on how you bring up your child that's how the child will behave thank you all right with this we call it a wrap i want to thank all of you for coming into this episode I want to thank all of you for coming into this episode for agreeing to do this with me. I had a swell time. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Dami West, Mrs. Mary. Thank you I for having me. Former Shadrach and Joy. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having me. I really thank appreciate it. Thank you very much. Now, th th this is my submission. Like I said earlier, I'm going to start with blaming the parents because it is your duty as a, as a parent to take care of your child. It is your duty as a parent to nurture your child into something you'll be proud of. I, I think parents should take time to listen to my episodes on Parental Guide. I did episode 1, episode 2, episode 3, episode 4 and episode 5. So you should just go and, go and listen to it and you're going to get one thing a uh, another there are a few points we mentioned and in some of those episodes i featured some speakers who gave us their own submission and experience parents it is your duty to nurture your child because you look at the society these days and you begin to imagine what is going on what is wrong so joy made mention of parents having to put their focus on another thing because maybe the the economy is too bad we are looking for our daily bread everyone wants to hustle for three square meals but irrespective of that, I still say irrespective of that, parents should also focus on their kids at home. Because when you're not there, you don't know what they're doing. That is because you have not taken your time or you put your attention on them. By the time you look at them, you study them, you know what is best to teach them so that they can tomorrow represent you anywhere. And then you'll be proud, you shake your head and say, yes, this is my child. Another aspect, I'm going to blame the teachers. Because if... A child is bad and the child is in my class i'm going to notice that child so i'm going to put my attention on the child to you know to make sure that i try to transform the mentality and the lifestyle of that kid so they don't corrupt the others that is it so teachers you also have another the other part of the blame and then the society at large it boils down to what we accept you look at the society these days and you see things that we accept and you begin to imagine these days we accept sagging you see boys or children, in fact, teenagers putting their uh, trousers on their ties or below their butts and you look at them walking around and you say, ah, ah this one is going to bore you. You are happy with it. That is something we don't even do before. But now it is a trend that people sag. You know, you look at people piercing their double ears and we accept it. It's not there before. You look at them, um, guys, it's a, it's a trend now. Guys now paint their nails. So we now look at it, ah, it's fashion. You know, this, these are many more things we accept that was not there before. So society, we are also to blame for what is happening now. You know, you, you look, you go to social media and someone put up a, a post like, please, my child is doing this, how do I? And you see, ah, mom, you want to kill him, you want to do this. They start shouting for the mom. And then the woman will, ah, okay, if this is how it is now, I'm going to leave it like that. So the society, the things we accept, it's also part of what is happening, making our kids behave like this. We have accepted too many things. We have accepted that our kids should be on TikTok. We have accepted that they should be doing Snapchat. We've accepted that they should have a Facebook account. I don't know the age at which I opened a Facebook account. I don't know whether I was um, close to 21 or 20. 
at least then we know what we knew what we wanted we knew where we were headed but now you you're i don't know your 15 year old is on facebook what is, what, what is she doing there what is he doing there you know you go to some instagram account and you see children running it and you're like ah this small person too see the, and then you look at followers i think it was also made public that the girl from chris land school runs a tiktok account and then you look at her followership she had close to 500 followers looking at a 10 year old girl shaking her bum and doing mirror selfies and doing all sort of things in front of a mirror and the funniest part is she did those videos in their house under the nose of the parents so you begin to look at the society accepting some things and we are okay with it these are many more other reasons why kids behave this way society the parent and the teacher are to blame for all of these and now to you parents now if you notice that your child cannot express themselves mrs mary mentioned made mrs mary made mention of this that some children cannot express their emotions so as a parent if you notice that ah my child she cannot talk she cannot say what's happening inside her mind it is your duty tell them to put it down let them write it down tell them go to your room write it down then you, they can bring it to you to, to read later or they should leave it there you go pick it up you know when they write down their emotions you you read what is happening inside their mind you don't let them be because oh she cannot say she's too shy she bottles up no do not let your kid bottle up because it is going to fall back to your table as a parent when these things happen to play before you are like ah is this really my child okay now the, the, the mother of the christland um, school girl the mother was saying my daughter was a virgin when she left for dubai that's a very big fat lie i don't believe that that girl from the video i saw with the, the kind of a theatric she displayed on that disgusting video that girl was never a virgin she was i think she was defied according to what joy said that girl has been defied by somebody and the, the mother has no idea she was not aware of what was going on in the life of the child so you see it is not right to not live or feel comfortable that your child is bottling up things let them speak up and speak out because tomorrow the auntie or the uncle or somebody might be molesting them they will bottle it up they will not want to talk to you so make sure it is your duty when you see that they are trying to act so caged tell them to write their feelings in a book so you read it from there you know what is happening in your life another point to you parents you should train your child to be unique and have a mind of their own yes tell them that it is it is okay to have a mind of their own they mustn't follow the crowd if their classmates are putting on um, um what do they call it double piercing earrings it is okay for them to wear just one if their classmates are painting their nails it is okay for them to remain natural yes let them have a mind of their own let them be unique let them stand out they should not follow the crowd i think joy made mention of this that you should train your child for them to be unique let them have a mind of their own this way see when, when your kid have it or when your child have a mind of their own they will not be easily swayed to the left or to the right they are going to stand their ground they are going to know that yes this is the right thing to do and i'm going to do it no matter what anyone says no matter whose odds is god's they are going to stand on their rights and on the right thing so you should train them to be unique and have a mind of their own you know this way they won't fall under unnecessary or fall into unnecessary pressure from friends from kids or from whoever and then they can decipher what's good 
and what's bad. Have you listened to our last episode? I guess not. So I'm going to take this time to tell you to listen to our last episode. It's uh, my NYC diary episode three. I narrated my sojourn up north while I was serving my country in a you know in a mandatory national service for youths. So it's quite interesting. You will enjoy it because it's an experience of what I went through in camp during my camping activities up north. Again, parents, it is your duty to train your child in the way they should go so that when they grow old, they will not depart from it. My name is William Springs Chimiki. Bye-bye.